Welcome everyone to another episode of Awakening from Within podcast. So today we have Nick with us. So Nick, can you please introduce yourself? Of course. Um, so my name is my name is Nick, and I'm um, um, I would say I'm a I'm a multi business owner um, with a with a with a drive to help the the planet and people. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's all about sustainability and well being in, in in my eyes. So thank you for for having me on. Yeah, of course. And you mentioned that you're working on three different businesses. Want to give us an idea of what you're working on now? Of course. Yeah, as in um, um, I like being busy and 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 my drive to help others and give as much as I can kind of got me into doing multiple businesses. Um, so I'm, I'm working on um, Cybus 21. Uh, which is a diesel dual cracking technology, which um, kind of reduces the CO2 emissions in uh, diesel engines and kind of like saving saving the planet. CO2 is of course a, a big thing that we talk about. Um, so that's one of one of the big ones that we're driving right now, and um, it will be a world changing technology. And um, at some point, you can't go around and hear it. So you will, you will definitely hear more about this one. Um, the other side that I work on a lot is when it comes to design, uh, mainly commercial office design. Uh, and it's not just the design part, but it's the kind of um, the new ways of working. And of course, mm -hmm. we've all heard uh, the words, the buzzwords, future of work and the new normal. Yeah. Um, but this is this is definitely what, what I'm involved in as well. But the same the same thing here. It's all about sustainability. It's all about well-being and putting people first rather yeah. than the physical assets. Yeah. So yeah, and then Anne is um, the third one that I'm working on, which is again in the consultation field. Um, and this is again about uh, putting people back on track after COVID nineteen. Okay. That's, uh, that's awesome. Actually, I remember uh, going through one of your posts where you tagged me on on LinkedIn, where you talked more about the design office. And honestly, I found it very exciting because you incorporated like so many different aspects of like having a place where you could just have massages or relaxing. And then it's it was such an interesting um, idea that I was like, wow, like if this was my office, I would really don't want to go back home. So it was such an exciting um, a project that you're working on. So in terms of the first project where you're like focused on reducing the CO2 emissions and so what is it? Is it a, a technology? Is it a, an application? What is it exactly that you do to help reduce the CO2 emissions? So the, the great thing about what we have and it's a fully patent uh, innovation uh, piece of tech where it, it, it's outside of the engine. It just blows a tiny bit of um gas into the air intake i don't want to go too technical for, yeah. for everybody listening but it's so it's we're not altering the engine in any shape or form the only thing that we do is um the diesel molecules are quite large and we kind of make sure that they break up in smaller particles so they burn more easily so just to give you an example, all the black smoke you always see coming out of engines, yeah. that's unburned fuel. And that's got particles, CO2 and everything else going into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to come up with a solution 
that reduces that to as much as 35 to 40 percent wow that's amazing and is like is it is it like first of all like my first question when you were talking about this i'm like how did you end up building your team like like where did you find the people with such knowledge to because you i think you're the person who's like the creative one who has those ideas and there's other people who help you execute so like i found that i found that like i've met so many people and they're more towards the creative aspect of things but one of their challenges is that how do i build up my team so where do i find the people who know this topics or those details so yeah it it's such that's such a good question and i think and I think that's, you know, if, especially if people are listening to this or even on LinkedIn uh, or other social media platforms, it's all about networking and it's all about building really strong relationships. And yeah, it kind of, it kind of fell on my lap in a, in a sense where I've always been, been really interested in technology and, and innovations. And um, I kind of met the, the inventor of this product and, and I said, you know what, give me a chance to, to help you out with this because he didn't have the right team. And I was like, there's one thing I, I pride myself with and that, that's, you know, finding the right people. And if I don't know it myself, I'll find somebody else. And um, that's, that's kind of like what we did. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people I can name, um, but there's, there's a lot of people that helped us along the way, uh, yeah. getting the exposure and, um, yeah, it's, it's finding the right. It's finding the right team. It's finding, the, and, and that means surround yourself with the right people that are willing to see you grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's be careful who you surround yourself with. Yeah. But if if the people around you love to see you win, yeah. then you know that's that's what matters. So that's how we, that's how we kind of grew it. 100%. And did you use like LinkedIn? Did you use other platforms? Did you go out for networking events? How did you usually build up your team? So I would say LinkedIn is, is probably my biggest platform, a mm -hmm. social media platform uh, for the market that we're in. Um, and, you know, you, you, can, you can, we've all seen it now with lo the lockdown. You do, you are able to build relationships in, in lockdown over over you know uh, zoom calls or yeah. team meetings or whatever it all is you're able to do it mm -hmm. and um you know and thereafter if you build relationships because it takes a while you can't just shove your innovation or a cold dms or whatsoever and you know nobody likes to get sold to um although everybody loves to buy yeah. and if you if you see what we do with 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 all with all three companies and you you name the benefits people don't deny the benefits but mm -hmm. if you try to hard sell what you've got then you know like people people walk away from it so it's it's about building relationships first before you even start talking about your product 100 percent. and so how is your business is it like a startup or how how far are you into your project so with, with, with actually with um, two of the three, it's I'd say Cybers 21, which is the, the tech company that's been going for quite a long time. Mm. Um, but it's only been recently that we got the right exposure uh, and we got and like and I got involved um, more heavily, uh, whereas Habitor and Anne are two kind of 
startups, but of course the, the, the world of design and the world of, of, of interiors, that's not new. Um, it's just what's new is how we're thinking about things. Yeah, no, 100%. And actually to go back to a point that you touched up on before, and because I, I truly believe this, like I truly believe there's so much power in the community and being surrounded by like-minded people. And I think this question comes up in so many conversations that I also had. It's okay, we know this. We know there's so much power in being surrounded by like-minded people who really want to see you grow and really want to see you become your best version of yourself. But if you are surrounded by the wrong people now, how can you slowly start building up a team of people who have faith in you? And like, because you could do it online, maybe that could be easier. But if you are really in an environment where the people around you are not really supportive or against your ideas, what do you do then? That's, that's a really good one. Um, yeah. it's, it's a difficult question. I would say um, it's not an easy answer either um, because I think you need, you need to have an inner drive. Yes. Uh, no matter what as a person um, and you can you can be from a very you know a decent background from a very um, um, a great foundation where you've had the support where you've had but you still need the drive yes. um, and and I think the drive you use in different ways if you come from from a, a slightly less um, um, perfect background where you were potentially in a, in a poorer background where there was not a lot of money, um, single parents, um, um, tough upbringing, whatever it may be, in a in a in a, in a war zone. What like there's so many different um, backgrounds you can come from that can you can use that anger, sadness, whatever as a drive into a positive thing. But if you come from a positive background already, which to be honest, I kind of came from a from a decent background, um, uh -huh. you know, a very average upbringing, uh, quite secure, and but I still had the same drive. I still had the drive to succeed um, to to the people around me and help those around me that were less fortunate than me. But it, I still got up at you know four in the morning to to do my things and to get where I need to be. I worked till one two in the morning um, to get to the place that I need to be, and it's the drive that you use in a different way. So I probably use my drive slightly differently, where I don't have that sadness or anger or um, or, or wanting to do better because my family didn't have this, mm -hmm. but I still have that same drive. So what what would you say drives you? What is your inner drive? So, so my inner drive, it's, it's more about like, uh, there's, so this, this has been said recently uh, by one of my close friends and we, we actually discussed the same question. Yeah. And I said, what, because he asked me the same question, what drives you, what actually drives you? I was like, well, what drives me is, is making a dent in society and, you know, challenging the status quo, um, helping people to become better, companies to become better. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, I understand. That's what you say. Yeah. But is that not a bit of a, what, what's the word? He, he, he said a selfish thing. Is it not a bit of an ego booster? Yeah. And I, and I, and I thought about it and, 
and perhaps it is, perhaps it is a bit of a reward when you do make a change that you've been able to make that change. You've been able to help other people. Um, but it does mean so much when you see someone's life change and you've been able to provide that for them. The look on their face of gratitude is, I think you can't describe that in words. And, and yes, a bit of it is an ego thing where, yeah. where you've been able to do that. Yeah. But as long as I'm able to help others change their lives, it makes me feel better Then why not? Yeah, hundred percent. I actually remember like watching an episode. I don't know. You, I'm definitely sure that like, you know the uh, series Friends, and uh, I know in one of the episodes, I remember like Phoebe was saying that um, Phoebe and Joey were kind of talking about how this idea of uh, every act of kindness is kind of ego has an ego related to it, and it's actually true. Like whatever it is that you do, this there's kind of a reward that you're getting out of it, but at least you're doing something to empower other people. So 100%, it feels good to see other people doing good. So I feel like, yes, maybe your ego is getting satisfied, but you're still doing things to empower other people. So I totally, yeah, I totally get what you mean. And you also talked about like challenge, uh, challenging the status quo. Quote. So why, why do you, so what is something that you feel you want to challenge that everyone is accepting as it is, but you feel like, you know what, no, let, let me do better. Let me just challenge what is being told out there. What is one thing you would say? Well, I think that's, again, a, a very good question there, where, where I think um, that the Habitor one, as in like the, the company where we're creating like different uh, office environments, yeah. um, as you saw on, on the post on LinkedIn, where yeah. we've, we've done and we've worked a certain way for so long that it becomes normal and and people are getting stuck in a routine that doesn't always get challenged um and sometimes something really big needs to happen as covid19 did because there were so many clients i spoke to so many different organizations that said we cannot work from home yeah. And all of a sudden, they were pushed into a corner where everybody needed to work from home. And I'm not saying everybody worked from home in, 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 the, same, in the same way, in the same, uh, in the same productivity manners, but we were all able to do it, yeah. which is the funny part, because yeah. we needed to. It's always, a, it's always quite a, a big difference when you get an option or you ask someone, would you like to try it? No. And all of a sudden, okay, there's no other choice but to do it. You yes. find your way. Which, which then brings me back to the following saying that um, with, with challenging the status quo, as in how we've worked for so long, um, now is the time to, to make a change and, and make sure that our working environment is more based around people, more, more based around us and how we act and behave. It's, it's our behavior. It's our you know, way of, way of living. And it, it's a big challenge for probably organizations now to get people back into the office. So yes. what makes you want to come back? And you said it earlier, um, either where you were like, you know, if there's, if there's stuff there that would make me want to come, then I don't want to leave. Yes. Which, you know, and, and, and I think, and that needs to be a mix of living and working and not just focused around a single task 
done behind a single desk and that's it. So was this project inspired because of COVID or was it something you've been working on before that? Because it happens to be just uh, in the right time. <laughs> yes. It's, um, it's, yeah, again, this is, so we started talking about this. Um, you know, we, we always talk about like what new future elements can we incorporate into our working environment. And, you know, that's an ongoing, an ongoing story, an ongoing question. We actually started this, this um, question around October 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and we said, okay, we're, let's set, set up another company uh, that, that, drives this new ways of working and it came to february and all of a sudden we had well yeah. you know that's when we we got the full lockdown and we said okay well it's not based around covid but it only strengthens why we want to do this and why this yeah. came to light so yeah i like i don't mind it being about covid19 at the moment mm -hmm. but i think it's a bigger bigger question a bigger story it shouldn't be about COVID-19 after it's kind of slowed down and died down a bit. Um, it's the bigger picture that we should think about. Yeah. And do you think that because of like your experience that people might end up not going to offices, like offices are no longer going to exist after COVID. What is your input on that or like your observation? Again, we hear this. We hear this left, right, and center. The office is dead. We no yeah. longer need the office. Um, for for some, that might be true, you yeah. know. Uh, and I think this this will just this is the right time for organizations and companies to look back inwards to mm -hmm. see how do we operate as an organization. What is the maximum output we can create, and the best way for us as an organization and our employees, our people, how yeah. would that work? For some that might be, you know, let's all start working from home. And, and um, you know, and for, for others that means amalgamation of the two. For others that means we need to get people back into our, our office. Um, but it all comes with challenges and it all comes with, with answers that are there at the other end. And in my opinion, I, I miss, I miss uh, the office. Um, yeah. the, the parts I miss about the office are um, cre creativity, yes. uh, being together, creating moments, creating um, old, like new moments, new memories. Um, that's like that's what I miss. And 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 certain sometimes being together as a team, creating something new the best way to do that is for me personally is together in one room. Um, that said, I still think there is, um, you know, the amount of travel I've done, wasted travel for certain meetings that could have been done over zoom calls or over team meetings. And I think that that's the biggest change. And again, there that relates them back to the CO2 that I talk about and the carbon yeah. footprint. Yeah. If we can do that less and we can create more, you know, when we need, we don't need to travel as much, only when we really need to or want yeah. to, um, yeah. you know, we reduce our carbon footprint as a company. 100%. So what I really understood so much from your companies is like, you're really into sustainability. You're really into people creating an impact. So there's so many people that you talk to who really care about creating impact, possibly creating a change in the world. But yet sometimes it's just like, 
this image and they really want to do it but somehow it's like they get trapped into this idea like this life where like you're not really creating the impact that you really want to create and you got kind of dragged into the life that everyone perceives as the best kind of life so what would you say um like why why are you different compared to anyone else who just really who truly believes that they want to create an impact but ends up not doing that impact um i don't i don't think i am like like different than anybody else i think we're all in a way quite similar mm-hmm. and um you know i don't want to sound cliche you know like you, you need some luck but you create your own luck in a sense i think part of that is true um i think you like persistence uh is is and grit determination are word buzzwords but you need to live by them preparation um knowing your market because sometimes you can have you could get, like you could have the the people that give you know i don't know like their whole life and dedicate their 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 whole days every single day to their mm-hmm. cause but it could be that the product or the service that they offer is not right for this time yeah. you know and we've seen that before um and, and it doesn't mean it's a it's a bad product or a bad service mm-hmm. it's not right for now mm-hmm. um and I, and i would say just if you believe in it then you know keep on going and if there's and and if you feel that there is a market for it whether the market knows this or not yes um it's you know like you just keep on going and at some point you will find the right person that that can put you in touch with with someone that can kickstart it um you know and that's why you've got great platforms kickstarter and you know like all these kind of platforms where you could actually test the market to see like is there actually something out there for me and i i think what makes what makes what makes a successful person differ from an unsuccessful person is the timing the right people around them their determination their grit their and yes perhaps a tiny bit of luck yeah Yeah and you also mentioned this point where like maybe the market does not really know that they're ready for your product or your idea or your whatever whatever innovation the thing is don't you think if the market is still not ready for your innovation then you should put this on a side because you know what there's no need out there how can you change the fact where where people still do not see that it's a need and like you know what i mean do you get do you get what i'm trying to say it's like it's- Yeah, and that's 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 exactly when we come back to challenging the status quo. Yeah. Um, you know, like for for anyone that knows the story about how sellotape has been was invented, um, you know, like for example, like it's, it's quite a funny story. It was it was meant to be something that was really sticky, or like yeah. the post-it note. Uh, the post-it note was meant to be something that was really sticky, and it it didn't fully stick. Yeah. And it was. it come off and i don't know the full ins and outs again i need to read the story again but the the market wasn't ready but then someone saw to be honest people in the office keep on writing things down on this thing and and they could actually be very helpful so somebody else took an innovation and made it into something that he thought there was a pro- there was still a problem mm-hmm. or a something that he could solve by using his product or service. 
So sometimes the, the, the market is not aware that they're, it will make their lives easier or better. Yeah. But when you when you see it can it can better and, and easy make make the lives easier of people that you know would use your product or service. Yeah. Then it, then it comes down again to determination grid and just keep on going. To what extent would you say this person should keep on going with his idea when when at the beginning when they bring it out to the market it's like people don't really understand it it's new it's unfamiliar. To what extent do they have to keep pursuing after this idea till till they choose like you know what let's quit this idea? It's so that it's it's difficult because you see people that that put their houses up for sale to to mm. follow their dreams and you know and yeah that, that's a difficult one. Um, I would say blood, sweat, and tears. You know, it doesn't cost you anything. You can mm -hmm. still have your roof over your head and everything else. Um, so in that sense, you know, if, if you want to do that on the side, make sure that you can provide. Um, sometimes, you know, you can have something as a, you know, a side hustle. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, sometimes that's a bit of a downgrading word for what you do. But if you're still able to do your day job, yeah, wherever that may be, just to get your bills paid and to get, you know, like food on the table and a roof over your head. And mm -hmm. on the side, you're working on your product or your service to get it out, then that's the way forward. And, you know, I, I don't say to anybody, stop. Um, I would say that's down to them. Yeah. Um, if I believe in, in the product and services I've got, um, I believe as well that sometimes it takes longer than what we think it does. Mm -hmm. um, okay, if you've been working on something for 20 years and, you know, nothing has happened yet, yeah. then sometimes the question is is it actually ready yeah. but it takes one other individual that that sees it that can tweak it slightly mm -hmm. and you know they can make it into a successful story there's there's loads of stories out there yeah of brands that were tweaked slightly and became became a, a global brand yeah 100 percent. and so i have a question so to like now looking at the power of sustainability now going on in the world with the pollution and all those things where would you say that you fit in terms of you creating the change in the world like where would you place yourself in in that like how what is it that you really want to do to start creating the shift in the world and people to really understand your image and your your basis about sustainability um i think with all the companies that i'm involved with um it's it's making sure that that it comes out to market what we just were talking about making sure that it gets the exposure uh, it deserves um making sure that enough people are aware of what we're doing how it can actually benefit them um because nobody really cares unless they know how much you care yeah. um so so, and, and, and we do care, like, you know, we were walking the other day and, you know, in the middle of lockdown and we actually heard the birds way louder than ever before. Yeah. And that just because there was no noise pollution. Mm -hmm. So, and I think you know, that's, that's really important. Let's yeah. make sure that for the gen, like, it's not just for us, it's for yes. the generations to come. It's for yeah. our children and our children's children. You know, like, well, you, you just want to use up all the resources ourselves and 
not care about who comes after you. Yeah. Um, no, we don't have endless resources. We don't. We can just not do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Without it impacting, you know, the, the planet or people or so. Making sure we get enough exposure and and when people follow through with what what they're talking about and uh, if they're all caring about sustainability and well-being mm-hmm. and they pick up what we're doing, then we can make a change. Hundred percent. The only way to make a change is us together. So actually, it was during maybe my first year of university, I was working on a project towards sustainability. And one of the questions that we got asked was like, so how can you really influence people who do not really care or see the benefit of sustainability? They're only looking at like them living for now and don't really care about the next generations. What is it that you could do to influence people to start actually taking action into thinking about the earth, the environment, the planet, the animals, like all those uh, like idea of sustainability. What would you answer? What is your answer for that? Um, I think I think the <clears throat> it comes it comes down to the early adopters, as I call them, like yeah. you know, someone willing to take call it a risk. Well, someone who's willing to take the risk to put their name to it and say, like, we are the first. We are gonna we are gonna make a change. Um, and then if eventually, you know, like for example, it could be um, plastic bags, for example, a big thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden now we're fine with people charging for plastic bags in supermarkets and then, you know, Starbucks and, and is, is charging for a takeaway cup to reduce the amount of, of waste. Yeah. So in the beginning and everybody, you know, was it was a massive outcry, like, why are we doing this? I can't believe they're going to uh, charge for this. Yeah, but now it's normal. Yeah. So that's again, it takes a while before it becomes normal. So you need the early adopters. You need people to actually force it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, it becomes normal. And then the people that don't really care, they just get thrown in in with the rest of everybody. That at some point, when it becomes normal, yeah. they don't know anything else, and I- they, they do the same as as you know, their neighbor and the neighbor on the other side, because that's just what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you need the early adopters and you need the people that push it through. Yeah. I actually loved how you worded it. I loved it so much. Um, so I know that at every stage of your life, you have like a new ambition, a new goal, a new purpose that you work towards. So what is, what is like your, like if I would ask you now, what is your ideal world in this current phase that you're in? What would you say like, if if I if I get the chance to live in this place, which is let's say uh, whatever ideal place or image that you have in your mind, it's this place. What would that place be for you? That's that's a great one. Um, um, whew, a difficult one because um, the, the the main thing, and I don't want to sound like a, a, a beauty. A queen that just want uh, the world and say like you know, world peace and stuff. But um, I think yeah. I think if we can if we can make because I thought the world was nicer when we reduced um, the amount of traffic on the roads, mm-hmm. uh, the pollution of it. Like during lockdown, when we had a walk and I heard the birds, that made me feel good mm-hmm. because it felt like we were I was I was breathing cleaner air. You know, and that's why I'm so heavily involved with the diesel technology at Cybus 21, because yeah. that, will, that will make us healthier. 
Um, um, so definitely a world where we, where we, I don't know, have a bit more fun, have a bit more, you know, it's helping each other a bit more and where, where I step outside and, you know, I can help somebody else and I can put a smile on somebody else's face and they can do the same for me um, while, while making the world, a, you know, a, a better place and a cleaner place like that. Like, yeah. yeah. If you know that, like to give a quick example where in Venice, because of whatever, whatever happened, Venice was one of the most polluted, you know, uh, rivers or like, you know, canals um, yeah. in the world. And then you couldn't see anything because of the, the lockdown and everything that happened. We actually saw really clear waters. We saw fish coming back. We saw, and, and to me, that's just like, you know, you can see the destruction that we can bring to the world, but you see as well what we can do if we work together and the world will just take back at some point. It's amazing. I had no idea of the story. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so I really love the idea that you mentioned earlier, like this idea that we're just taking life too seriously. Like sometimes it's like I come to this realization where like, okay, why am I even stressing out about those tiny details where like, you know what, like life is so much more enjoyable. Like, it's just about like, let me help you. Let, let's let you help me. Like, forget about the gossip, forget about all those tiny things that are not adding value to you. Right. Like, why can't you just like care about me? I care about you. Like you serve the world in your way. I serve the world in my way. So yeah, I, I definitely resonate with like your idea of a perfect image of the world. Um, and I hope that one day we get to that place. Like I really do hope so. Um, but it's going to yeah. be a journey. <laughs> um, I always like, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing this. And like, I always kind of like to end it with this idea of what is your definition of success? Like what is success mean to you because some people it's like i want to be financially independent and that's my main goal for others it's like i want to lose the weight and that's success for me so what is your definition of success um so my definition of success is not just one like i i i use the three f's yeah. um when it comes to success and that's fame fortune and family um so mm -hmm what i do so if if i can wake up in the morning and look at look at my wife my son and you know we're together on the one roof and i've provided for them and, and i can see their smile that success you know like nothing else any material thing doesn't matter if they're healthy and they're and we're together so that's definitely one part of of success um Yes, I might be a bit egocentric, so yeah. fame uh, to get recognition for what you do. Yeah, um, yeah I won't, I will, I won't deny that. That's that's that sometimes feels good to yeah. make sure that people know that you've made an impact. But that can be on a small scale as well. So if you've helped someone, you gave you gave five five dollars away to a homeless person, or you gave them something whatsoever, and they make you feel like you changed their world. Yeah. Right. That's fame as well. Yeah. I'm not saying I need to be on the cover of Forbes magazine. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It would be good as well. Yeah. But I think, I think there's two ways of two, two sides to fame, but yeah, fame is one of them. And then fortune, 
Mm -hmm. I just I just want to be financially free in the sense where I can with with the finances I've created through my success um I can help others do the same so it's a ripple effect and mm -hmm. you know I don't need to worry that I don't there's no food on the table and so th that's that's when I when I say finance or that's financial freedom yeah no, 100%. Like, like you said as well, like when you have all those tiny things that you need to worry about, then you cannot really focus on creating this impact or this great things that you have in your mind when you're just focusing on having your basic needs met. So uh, 100%. So I just if want you to start, start your day. Sorry, if you start your day with like, name a couple of things that you're grateful for and you, you like really, really oddly, but try this. If you wake up tomorrow, wake up with a smile, smile for no reason. Yeah. And actually your brain gets triggered to be happy. And if you yeah. start your day like this, then your the rest of your day is actually, you know, so much more resilient to 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 everything. Yeah, that's that's actually so true. And I feel like I always talk about this idea of gratitude. And it's honestly like when it's genuinely like deeply from within, when you're coming from a place of like truly I'm, I feel blessed with where I am, regardless of the situation that you're in truly like everything around you starts shifting it's all about perspective like it's literally life is just how you choose to see it and it just fascinates me to to see how powerful just having those emotions of gratitude such small emotions of gratitude can really have on your day so i just want to say again thank you so much for your time and for sharing like everything that you have in mind and if like you have like a last few things you want to kind of talk about and just if anyone wants to contact you for a specific reason um i'm gonna i'm gonna like where do you think people should uh, connect with you do you have an email yeah just given some ideas and yeah. yeah of course like i think um the best way will probably on, on linkedin um mm -hmm. so look me up nick rumor on, on linkedin um I'm, I'm all about connecting all about like uh, helping others so yeah let's connect um if you want to know more about the, the diesel technology go to um cybers21.com um, if you want to know more about the the new ways of working go to habitor.com um and our consultancy is uh, with and.com so yeah any of them um go online uh, but mainly probably on linkedin okay perfect anyways no worries about this i'm gonna just i'm just gonna attach the links for everything that you mentioned where people can connect with you and then please feel free to connect with nick if you ever need anything and i just want to say thank you again so much for your time and we'll definitely stay connected and hopefully do another episode and an updates of what's going on with you so I would love to. amazing Thanks, so thank you everyone for connecting here and listening to this episode and looking forward to connect with you again in the very next episode Thank you.